Courtney, thanks very much for joining us. Um, it'd be interesting to get your take, I guess, on some of those key trends, particularly for foreign direct investment. Well, it's been a rocky few years for foreign direct investment, as you might imagine. There were enormous drop-offs in global FDI flows as a result of COVID, but then we started to see a fairly strong recovery um, with volumes coming back in, in 2021 and 2022. However, that recovery is now under threat due to geopolitical tensions, of course, the war in Ukraine, supply chain disruptions, inflationary pressures, and, and just a general feeling by investors that the world is quite risky right now. So we're watching the market to see um, how much this recovery might be halted. I expect there to be at least a modest uh, recovery that will continue, but not the strong bounce back that many of us were, were hoping. Now, some of those issues, in particular supply chain disruptions and the war in Ukraine are causing a wholesale reallocation of global footprints as far as multinational companies are concerned. Um, many got burned by their exposure to China as a result of of COVID issues and are, are thinking now of how to reallocate production facilities and other types of FDI projects elsewhere. Their major beneficiaries of that, uh, namely neighboring countries, for example, those in Southeast Asia like Vietnam, but also places like Mexico are benefiting from a large reshoring trend brought, brought about by the, the impact of supply chain disruption. So we're seeing the map of FDI changing a lot. And of course, companies are pulling out of Russia, but also getting nervous about some neighboring locations and really just looking at their risk portfolios um, and thinking where, where are the safest places to invest. What that means usually, both in terms of the risk profile and, and a need to um, diversify, uh, we start to see more FDI projects, but of a smaller amount. You mentioned there that sort of crossover, obviously, with um with the logistics side in a way, in terms of supply chains, nearshoring, reshoring. Um, I guess, how do you see those trends in terms of um, real assets, you know, the, the infrastructure, but also the real estate side crossing over into that FDI world? Yes, well, these links between FDI and real assets uh, are getting closer and closer all the time. And as you say, one major reason for that and an area where these things are coalescing is it in logistics because of the supply chain volatilities of the last few years. Supply chain worries are now cited by company leaders as their number one concern, um, or at least one of the very top boardroom issues of concern. So supply chains are everything now, de-risking supply chains, shortening supply chains. So we're seeing a lot of movement in terms of where companies operate, production facilities, but of course, where they build distribution centers, where logistics hubs are located. And it's all about being a bit closer to source, closer to where production takes place and closer to customers. So this is creating a lot of demand in certain places in the world that are benefiting from this trend for warehousing um, facilities and, and logistics facilities, which of course means a need for improvements in infrastructure, investments in infrastructure, and of course, investments in industrial real estate. And that sort of crossover between um, uh, real estate and, and FDI, um, how do you see that in terms of, I guess, that change from necessarily FDI being all about um, bringing companies um, to a country, region or city, but now actually that beginning to be a little bit more about bringing institutional capital into those markets? 
That's right. And real estate has always been incredibly important for FDI because, of course, companies need adequate real estate, especially commercial and industrial real estate uh, in which to locate, but they also need nice housing for their employees. So there's always been a very clear link. Um, but but now, as you say, the, the remit of investment promotion agencies, which are those entities charged with attracting investment, um, are, are now increasingly looking to bring in institutional investment and other broader types of investment and not just greenfield foreign direct investment, meaning a company setting up a physical facility. They need to start thinking more holistically about what are their development goals, what are the economic needs in their location, and, and how can private capital serve those needs. So that means looking beyond just getting X company to set up a production facility, a headquarter office, or an R&D center. Now, there's obviously a huge trend in terms of ESG sustainability, both for companies with their own and investors indeed with, with their own sustainability criteria and goals, but also countries and cities. Oh, absolutely. We're seeing both push and pull factors um, as relates to ESG, and it's important to FDI. As you say, companies are, are now much more cognizant of the impact that they have on the places where they invest, and they have ESG criteria they need to fulfill. They're paying a bit more attention to things like the sustainable development goals and how they can invest um, in SDG-friendly projects, perhaps not always as much as the sort of recipient, recipient countries would like, but there is a, a close of the gap between investor expectations and those of the investment promotion agencies. Many of the investment promotion agencies themselves have put into place ESG criteria. There are some agencies like CINDE, which is the National Investment Agency for Costa Rica, that have really tight ESG criteria, and they want to only facilitate investments that meet ESG criteria and from companies who themselves meet stringent ESG criteria. So it's a really fascinating space to watch right now. And this, of course, links right back to the growing interest in institutional investment because that's where you get into the impact investment space. So what we're seeing are all these trends converging in a place that, that makes it super fascinating to watch where Greenfield FDI or the real FDI meets real assets, meets impact investment. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how that develops. Thanks very much for joining us, Courtney. Thanks for having me.